One of the top concerns that women talk to me about their Hashimoto's is their inability or their struggle to lose weight. And the thing is, most people, they do gain weight year over year, but that weight gain generally takes place at the end of the year. Today in the US is Thanksgiving, and now we're entering into the holiday season in December. There's a lot of food-related things, and most people gain their annual amount in November and December. It's usually on average about five to 10 pounds. And that's not like throughout the year. It's at the end of the year. And when that happens year over year over year, you know, that it starts to really add up. So today we're going to talk about ways that you can get through the rest of November and December without gaining weight. I'm going to give you some really simple strategies that you can implement today that you can implement every single time you eat over the next month. Welcome to the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. This is your go-to resource for simple, sustainable strategies to regain your energy and create lasting wellness. Your ratings and reviews in whatever platform you use, they are the biggest way that this podcast gets pushed out to other people. And as we know, you know, starting about December 26, people are going to be looking for ways to get healthier. They're going to be looking at creating New Year's resolutions and goals, and they're going to be searching for um, true and trustworthy health information. So if you have found this podcast to be helpful, will you leave a rating and review? And of course, you can also share by word of mouth. You can send this episode to a friend via text or tag somebody on social media. If you're on Instagram, I try to make a post with every episode so you can just tag somebody or share it to them. And then they can have a resource for simple, sustainable strategies so that they can regain their energy and create lasting wellness. All right, so let's talk about weight tips. But before I do that, I want to clarify that um, there's a difference between body positivity and health and weight. Your health and your weight are connected. That is a physiological fact. There is a connection between your weight, especially your fat and your um, waist circumference, also different ratios. There is a connection between that and your health risks. That is completely separate from body positivity. How you feel about your body has absolutely nothing to do with your health and weight. You can feel absolutely horrible about your body and be completely fit and healthy. You just have disordered, you know, body image. You can be um, incredibly obese and at risk for many problems and already have problems and be on a whole bunch of meds and be totally comfortable in your body. Body positivity and your weight are not the same thing. So what I am talking about today is ways that you can eat and you can enjoy November and December without gaining weight. And this is not saying anything about body positivity. I want you to recognize the strengths that you have and recognize that your body is amazing, that you are strong, that you are capable. And then look at the ways that you can improve because being positive about something isn't being naive either. We have to look at the whole picture and there's always things that we can do to improve, always, no matter who you are. And no matter what topic you're in, there are always things that we can improve. So we're not talking about body, body positivity today. 
talking about um, not gaining weight during the holidays because I don't want you to struggle extra next year trying to lose any weight that you don't want. Um, And this is a season of joy and celebration and let's be honest, a lot of delicious food. When you're navigating the challenges of Hashimoto's, finding balance right now, it can be particularly daunting. And there's one practice that can transform this and make it a whole lot easier. And that practice is the practice of mindful eating. You may already be familiar with mindful eating, or you may not. So let's go through about seven tips to help you figure out what it is. Basically, when you are incorporating mindful eating into your your meals, you are being aware of what you're eating. You're not like zoning out. You're not focusing on something else. You're focusing on what you're doing. So the first thing you want to do is engage your senses. The holiday season, it is a feast for senses. You've got colors, you've got smells, you've got sounds, hopefully not chewing sounds because those are absolutely horrible. Um, Like just, they send me into fight and flight. Literally, I cannot handle the sound of people chewing, but there are other sounds that are amazing. (laughs) Like, you know, Christmas songs, love them. There are a lot of good sounds. Um, And then there's just the colors of the food. I already said colors, but you've got the colors of Christmas season, but you've also got the colors of the festive dishes. Engage all of your senses when you're eating. Number one, that is going to tell your body to get ready to digest your food. Your five senses are the first thing in your digestive process. People don't usually think about that. So engage your senses. Take time to smell it. Take time to notice what's going on. This is going to enhance your dining experience and it's also going to have a deeper or is going to help you have a deeper connection with your food. Then the second thing is to listen to your physical hunger cues. Be mindful of what your body is telling you or notice your hunger. Notice how full you are. When you're listening to those physical hunger cues, you're going to be able to help or it's going to help you figure out, you know, are you eating because you're genuinely hungry or are you eating for another reason? And like maybe you're eating because of social pressure, because it's what everybody's doing. You're at this party and everybody's eating and you're not really hungry. You're just eating. In that case, like grab a cup of water or a cup of something and put it in your hand and that will help you so that you don't eat something that's like walking around, not actually while you're sitting at the table. When you're sitting at the table, you're probably eating. So listen and pay attention to your physical hunger cues. It's also going to help you know when to stop eating. The next thing, number three, eat slowly and without distraction. This is like the cornerstone of mindful eating. Make a conscious effort to slow down like savor your textures and your flavor, your, the flavors. Um, put away your, your phone. Stop watching TV. Obviously, if you're doing a family movie and you're enjoying some popcorn, okay, side note, if you're having some popcorn, have some protein first, like a cup of Greek yogurt with that protein, and it will buffer the effect of the popcorn because popcorn, I absolutely love it, but it does turn straight into sugar as soon as it hits your bloodstream. So have some protein first to kind of buffer that. And then just focus on enjoying that meal. 
when you eat distracted, even if it's distracted with something small like your phone or the TV, you typically eat faster, you typically eat more, and you typically don't stop when you're full. If you're eating mindfully, you're paying attention to all of those things. And that leads me to number four, which is taste and chew your food. I tell my kids that they don't have teeth after they swallow. You're not a chicken. You don't have something to grind up your food in your stomach. Um, You don't have a gullet. That's, I believe, what a chicken has. They have little rocks to help continue to grind up their food. You don't have that. Chew your food. And after you swallow your food, you can't taste it anymore. You can take, um, I do this with Andy's mints. You can take a small Andy's mint. Can you picture that? It's like, I don't know, a half an inch by an inch. So for my metric friends, like a centimeter by two centimeters ish, um, you can take that tiny piece of candy and you can take like three or four bites of that. And with every single bite, you are tasting the chocolate and mint. It's so good. You get just as much flavor in taking a tiny bite as you do a big bite. Okay, you get almost as much flavor. But the difference is, is when you take a small bite, you get to enjoy that tiny piece of candy four times longer. You only taste something while it's in your mouth. Once you swallow it, you don't taste it anymore. So take time to chew and savor your food to actually taste it. Again, you don't taste it after you swallow. One of my boys, he takes huge bites of food and I think he chews like maybe once or twice and swallows it. And I don't understand. And we have been over this information so many times, but I'm his mom. So it doesn't matter what I say because I'm his mom. And because I've been telling him to slow down and chew his food for pretty much his whole life. Um, But I don't understand it. These huge bites of food. So like the food is gone faster and he's hardly chewing it, which means, well, first he's going to have more stomach problems, but he doesn't get to enjoy the flavor. I just don't understand. So slow down, um, appreciate your food, be mindful, engage your senses as you are chewing and swallowing. Number five, eat to maintain your health. Instead of viewing the holiday meals and the feasts and the parties and everything, instead of seeing them as like an indulgence, see them as an opportunity to nourish your body. When you change how you look at something, you're going to notice different things. So if you're going into an event or a meal or a party looking for ways to nourish your body, maybe you're going to go to the veggie platter first because you're like, oh my goodness, I haven't had any vegetables yet today, or I want to lower the impact, the glycemic impact of what I'm going to eat. And I know I can do that by eating vegetables first. There are different ways that you can view what you're eating as a way to nourish your body. And you can choose foods that support your health and your energy. You can be mindful of the portion sizes. And all of these things together are going to help you enjoy the festivities a little bit more without guilt. But really, I don't want you to have guilt at all. Um, You are choosing what to eat and what to enjoy 
And if you're making that choice and it is right for that time, then don't feel guilty about it. It's already done. It's in the past. Move on. And if you feel like, oh man, yesterday I went to a party, like a feast, we had so much food, and I probably did X, Y, and Z that I shouldn't have, and I regret that, well then look back at that experience and figure out, what was going on that helped you or caused you to do X, Y, and Z? Were you going in to that environment and you were starving? Like you're going to eat more if you feel super hungry. Were you mindlessly eating? Were you um, taking too big of portions? Look at why you made the decisions and then you can use that data to help you figure out what to do differently the next time you're in a situation like that, which will probably still happen this month or next month. Tip number six is something that we go through in the Holistic Hashimoto's course, and that is to notice how foods affect you, both your mind and your body. We want to recognize, you know, are there specific foods that make you depressed? Are there specific foods that cause a flare? Are there different foods that always make your joints hurt? Are there things in foods that cause a certain reaction. And I work with you in the Holistic Hashimoto's course so that you can identify these because when you know better, you can do better. Um, for me, back in ninth grade, I was diagnosed with a dairy allergy. Up until that point, I had lived on dairy. And when I ate dairy, it didn't make a single difference to me. Uh, after going off of it for a while, then when I ate it, it hurt. Like I had stomach pain when I ate anything that had dairy in it. And after a while, I would evaluate if I was going to eat something based on is the pleasure of this food worth the pain that I will experience? And sometimes it was yes, and sometimes it was no. I was a teenager. I was a young adult. Um, it was probably yes way too often. You have to know how the food is going to affect you. I guess you don't have to. You can go through life without knowing that. But when you do know it, then you can make different choices. Our bodies are always giving us signals, and I've said before on this podcast that our symptoms are really signals from our body that it wants us to change something. Our symptoms are a cry for help. So if food is causing different symptoms in you, then that is a signal that, you know, that food is probably not what your body needs or it could be causing harm. So that is tip number six. Number seven, my final tip for this mindful eating is appreciate your food. Now today in the US, it is Thanksgiving day. A lot of people celebrate, you know, extra gratitude all November long. I love that practice because gratitude makes a difference in every single part of your life. Eating and being grateful for what you eat actually causes you to eat healthier foods. It really does. It also improves how mindful you are when you eat because if you express gratitude before you eat, whether that is you're praying and you're thanking God for the food, or you're thanking the cook, you're thanking the chef, you're thinking, thanking the host, when you are expressing gratitude for the food in front of you, it makes you more mindful. You're because it's going back to number one. You're using all of your senses, you're engaging them, and you're being aware of what you have. So take time, say thank you, appreciate your food. 
take a moment to reflect on the effort that went into the preparing the meal, um, the journey of the food as it reached your plate. Um, it enhances your whole meal. And when you express gratitude, like thankfulness is catching. So it's going to hopefully spread throughout everybody else that's eating. Um, you know, have you ever said that? You're just like, thank you for this. And everybody else starts to chime in. Oh my goodness, thank you. And they'll start saying that this dish is really good. And oh, I really liked this dish. And it becomes this like symphony of everybody expressing gratitude to the hostess or the chef or anybody. Appreciate your food. I think it is easier to express gratitude on Thanksgiving Day and, you know, at those big meals. So make a point to express gratitude when it's a small meal too. Like if you're just eating as a family at home, you can thank the person who set the table. You can thank the person who's doing the dishes. You can thank the person who made the meal, whether you're making it from scratch or, you know, you're heating something up. You can always express gratitude for people's efforts. It is one simple way to increase your mindfulness when you're eating. And when you're more mindful when you're eating, you're going to have an easier time not gaining weight during this holiday season when so many people gain that five to 10 pounds that there is their annual weight gain. So speaking of being able to lose weight, have you checked out the Holistic Hashimoto's course yet? Right now, if you're listening during this cyber week, I do have a bonus. You can see it on the Holistic Hashimoto's page. There's um, a link down in the show notes, of course, but let me tell you a little bit about the course. It is designed for women and men um, who want to break free of that never-ending cycle of feeling overwhelmed, fatigued, frustrated. Uh, you want to have solutions. Instead of having a surface-level symptom treatment, you want somebody to help you with the root cause focus. And let's be honest, doctors don't have time. They cannot give you complete solutions. Doctors give you a diagnosis. Doctors don't help you figure out what's going on with that diagnosis. What are your root causes? Okay, some doctors do, but many don't. And then they don't help you figure out how this is going to affect you in real life and how you as a person can incorporate the lifestyle things that you need to. That's where nurses come in. And as an RN with 20 plus years of experience, with experience in Western medicine and in holistic health, I have built this course for you so that you have a unique um, approach to what you're going to do. I want you to have this guided course so that you can take control of your health, so that you can feel like yourself again. You're going to find clear steps. You're going to find simple solutions. I am going to support you. You're going to have a community with you so that you don't feel alone and lost anymore. This is the perfect solution for you. So head down to the links in the show notes, check it out, enroll ASAP. If you don't have time to get started in you know December, it's okay. You can start when you have time. Of course, the sooner the better, because when your Hashimoto's progresses without addressing the root cause, your autoimmune disease is continuing to worsen. And then that leads to more and more symptoms. So the faster you start to focus on those root causes, which yes, I will help you figure those out in the course, um, the faster you start addressing them, the faster you're going to see a difference in your symptoms because what's happening at the root affects the whole plant. And that in this case, the plant is you. 
I can't wait to help you get started in this course and to hear your story of transformation. It is going to be so good. I can't wait. I will see you in the Holistic Hashimoto's course. And of course, I will be back next week with another episode of the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional. 